The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Big program here on a Tuesday, a super Tuesday. We've got Coach Tommy Bowden going to join us again. He was terrific a couple weeks ago. We look forward to breaking down the college football playoff race. And I'm always prepared a ton of great questions for him as well. Yeah, looking forward to a great guest. But, Mike, you're speaking so fast. I don't know if you're trying to imitate me or if you're just trying to get through the show. You know, we still got to be here for the full freight. I just wanted to do Bowden and get out. Now, oh. listen, you had a great anti-co-worker pick last night with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers since <laughs> everybody was on the points uh, and the Giants. Bucks take care of business. Bigger story, Coach Clapper released by the New York Giants this morning. Well, <laughs> it's about time. I mean, Jason Garrett is a guy that has stole more money than anybody I've ever known, and uh, finally they realize he can't coach offense. Well, probably they hired him for the wrong job. How is Joe Judge getting under the blame in all of this? Did he hire the right fall guy as an offensive coordinator? (laughs) Well, it appears to be the case. I assume Freddie Kitchens now will take, uh, take on the play calling duties. They had recently promoted him to a more senior offensive role. Any effect this will have on the Giants moving forward, and especially coming up Monday night in their upcoming game against division rival, the Philadelphia Eagles. No, but this is number one in the playbook for coaches who want to retain their job is make a coaching change at the coordinator position. And that's what Joe judge did, hoping to buy himself another year. We'll see if Dave Gettleman even survives this because I'll tell you what, Daniel Jones has been an epic fail in terms of a draft pick. He was horrendous. Uh, Britton Hess, our producer before the show was showing me the pick that uh, Daniel Jones threw in the fourth quarter. Uh, Even Steve Levy at least was nice enough to make the right call on that one and say, wow, Who's he throwing that ball to? And there was nobody in the area for the Giants. In other maybe coaching news, uh, reports are out. 
that the Bears had a conversation with Matt Nagy yesterday that he was going to be fired after their game on Thanksgiving in Detroit. Nagy had a press conference uh, denying that that was said to him. We're looking for a, a vote of confidence for Ryan Pace to confirm he will be let go. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Ryan Pace is another one who's kind of on the uh, bubble of potentially being fired. Matt Nagy, to me, should be one of the first coaches fired. His teams are so bad. You know, there's a plethora of coaches around this league that have benefited from quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, and they've gotten coaching jobs. They should be sending 40% of their salary to these quarterbacks and saying, thank you very much. I mean, Cheeseburger Charlie got 10 years out of Notre Dame, and we realized he couldn't even coach his way out of a wet paper bag. Uh, how many other guys off the Belichick tree? Romeo Cornell's done a great job. Oh, I forgot he's no longer a head coach either. I mean, there's so many guys, and we see the same thing here with Nagy. I thought his success in Kansas City was tied directly to the fact that he's got arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. The only guy who hasn't benefited is Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, but you know what? I, I hear your point on him not being a head coach, but sometimes being a coordinator for a long time can be extremely beneficial because when you get up on that ladder and then you get pushed off of it, sometimes you don't ascend it back to even where you were in a coordinator position. All right, it's Tuesday, so we do three up, three down. Three teams that we increased their power ratings from their performance over the weekend. Three teams we decreased. We always start with the positive. We have one common positive, the Kansas City Chiefs, Simone. Yeah, I think this team, when you look at it, and I got to tell you, I'm not much of a futures player. I'll take some shots on teams here and there. But what I'm realizing now is this futures market, you can really manipulate if, obviously, you got to pick a team that's going to do potentially well. But if you look at Kansas City 2019, they were 5-4 and four at the same point. They were right there when they won the Super Bowl. This team is, or, or six and four, excuse me. Uh, this team is right there. They've got an opportunity playing particularly well. I like the way things are trending. And here's the one thing you got to give them credit. I know Dallas was without Amari Cooper, and we saw an, another injury at wide receiver to CeeDee Lamb. But he, he, he participated today, Lamb, so he's not for sure scratched on Thursday. Thursday. Important to note in that matchup. Yeah. But I will tell you, when you look at this team, they're playing far better defensively. For them to slow down Dallas the way they did is impressive. I like the way the Chiefs are trending. From the second half of the Tennessee game, where they gave yes. up no points, right? They right. gave up 27 in the first half, but their offense didn't, couldn't contain, possess the ball at all. From that point on, they've been stellar. They've actually been a top-five defense, and if they can continue to perform that way, they're in good shape. Another thing that I think benefits future betters on Kansas City is the Chargers have been just awful uh, despite their win on Sunday night that they tried to give away, I think it's clear Kansas City's going to win the division and have probably at, le at least a top three seed in the AFC. If not, work their way up to the one seed. Hey, there's a strong possibility because right now it looks like Tennessee's the front runner yeah. there, but they've got uh, obviously some warts along with the Baltimore Ravens who have issues as well. I, I think every team in the AFC right now has got issues, but I think Kansas City's probably the one team you'd look at and say, hey, based on their pedigree, they can get there. Also on the upside for you, the Indianapolis Colts. 41-15. I mean, you know, we talked about Oregon's great win at Ohio State. How good is this win by the Colts? Domination against this Buffalo team. This game was over uh, early on, and it was just an incredible performance by the Colts in this one. Give them a ton of credit. Seven-point road dog winning at plus 240 in the money line. And then your last team is the Colt McCoy-led Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, and you know, I love the way you phrase that. It, you know, Colt McCoy, to me, has been a bit of a hindrance. If you go back and watch that game, who did they play at home a couple of weeks ago? I Carolina. Forget. Carolina. I mean, Colt McCoy looked like he did at Texas. Yeah. You know, Colt McCoy is one of those guys, I love it during college football and college basketball when the season ends and the, guy, and the player goes, I'm coming back. We're like, where the hell were you going, UPS? I mean, they weren't like, it wasn't like they were going anywhere anyway. So Colt McCoy is one of those guys, I feel like they're winning despite him, not because of him. This team is better defensively than I anticipated. They've got some talent. Remember, D-Hop has been out as well. So when they get Murray back in there and uh, DeAndre Hopkins, this team is really going to be flourishing. And I think they're on a bye this week. 
this team, uh, they're going to be dangerous in the NFC, and they're probably going to have home field advantage. Pete Carroll always brings out the best at Colt McCoy, though. All right. <laughs> My other two up teams, I went with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they did what they had to do. They took care of business against the Green Bay Packers. A lot of people expected them to win. They were heavily bet, even as an underdog. But still, you got to win that game, right? That They had to win the game at SoFi against the Chargers. They did it. They had to win the game against Green Bay at home. They did it. And now here's another must win, I think, at San Francisco this week. We'll see how good they are while they're catching three. You could make an argument right now in where there's a year where there's no clear-cut MVP frontrunner right now. If you look at Kirk Cousins' numbers, he has an argument as much as anyone. Yeah, no, I wouldn't disagree with you, but this Minnesota team's had some tough losses, and part of that has been in the kicking game. Mm-hmm. You know, if they had succeeded uh, in that kick against the uh, pack, excuse me, against the Cardinals, it was about a 37, 35-yard field goal. They 38. Won that, yeah, and they could have won that one. So Minnesota team, I agree with you on. Uh, and then my other team was the football team. I thought it was an impressive victory. They went to Carolina. I thought that the score was closer than the actual the way they dominated. They found themselves down 7 to nothing, And from that point, they really controlled the rest of the game. The biggest difference for the football team has been the fact that this defense was the worst third-down defense for the first seven weeks of the year, and they've improved in getting the opponent off the field in the last four weeks. I, I would agree with you completely. One team I want to add in there, I want to get your right. thoughts on this. I didn't have, but it was right there on the cusp, was the Philadelphia Eagles. They are playing better. They won three out of their last four. They lost by three against the Chargers. And it's not just that. It feels like they're much more of a threat at this point in time than just some team who's beating weaker opponents. Well, the wise guys have been ahead of everybody on this team, right? Betting them every week. They benefited from the the COVID news with with New Orleans. But, I mean, they completely dominated that game. It was 33-7 to at one point. You think they're justified in being a a three-and-a-half-point favorite at the Giants on Monday night? I do. Now, I didn't watch the game last night, but when you look at the final score and you know what Daniel Jones is, I think this team's got a chance. Remember, the Giants' one touchdown came on a drive that was about five or six yards. On the downside, the three down, we share one common team as well, and that is the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's one thing to lose a football game like they did in Jacksonville. You have a bad day. The Jaguars were competitive in that game. But this one, they got absolutely worked at Orchard Park. You would never expect to see that out of the Buffalo Bills. I don't know what your take on this team is, but I thought defensively they were far better this year than they were last year. But Josh Allen looks like he's regressed. I think the concern's more on the defensive side of the ball. Sure. The Colts moved the ball at will in this game. Yeah. Through all four quarters. You think there might be a letdown in the second half? The ball to, that uh, Buffalo was going to come back and make this a game. They couldn't because they couldn't get the ball back. They couldn't get three and out from the Colts and get punts and start building any momentum in this game because the Colts were so efficient offensively. Absolutely right. Now, I'll tell you one other thing that's gone under the radar is Jonathan Martin, the running back from Wisconsin. People don't realize in college football history, he has the most yards after the first three years of any career. And this guy was electric at Wisconsin. He's been that same way for the Colts. Jonathan Taylor. I'm sorry, Jonathan yeah. Taylor. Yeah, and uh, he's he's been unbelievable in terms of what he's been able to do for this team. I just don't think he gets enough credit how impactful he's in the running game. Mitch Moss said his name should be in the conversation for MVP as he's well. He's right. Uh, all right, then we differ after that. You have the Cleveland Browns on your list again. Yeah, I think <laughs> the problem is until they make a quarterback change, I think you've got to go with Case Keenum, a guy who's had success. Remember, he led the Vikings to the NFC Championship game. They got blown out in Philadelphia, but this is a quarterback that's had success in this situation as a backup. I think the Browns have to look to make a change here. Baker Mayfield is not getting it done. This is an anemic Detroit defense. They couldn't move the ball effectively, Mike. I think the Browns are in long-term trouble. And your final thing on three down, final team is our Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I feel like the Raiders right now with some of the off-field issues with John Gruden, Henry Ruggs this year, and the way this team is playing, this should be a bet-against team the rest of the way. I had the Raiders on Sunday. They got caught up in a, in a heap of non-competitiveness uh, against that Bengals team. It looked like a game that nobody that game was interested in. looked like in. a preseason game. 
<laughs> there was a lack of urgency on both sides, especially the first half. It was like it was a continuous clock. I listed the Falcons. What if the Falcons scored seven points in the last seven quarters? I thought the offense had to be better than this. I actually thought they were turning the corner a little bit when they beat Tampa Bay a few weeks ago. But this team has been listless, listless on the offensive side of the ball. And then finally, is it over? Is the era in Seattle over for the Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson? They had a Super Bowl they won. They came within a yard of winning another one. But this team now is bad. Yeah, I, if I were the Seattle Seahawks, I would actually at this point in time shelf Russell Wilson. Would you continue on with Pete Carroll? It's a good question. I don't Look, I don't know if it's necessarily all completely Pete Carroll. I think John Schneider has done a terrible job of drafting. And the bottom line is, to me, if you're Russell Wilson, you got to move on. You're not going to have a chance for another Super Bowl at this organization for several years. Pete Carroll's almost 70. Any chance that he he coaches anywhere else in his career? I, I doubt it. At this point in time, age being a factor, you know, uh, I know a lot of these organizations don't want to say publicly that they discriminate. Or they don't yeah. discriminate, but they will based on age, and I think he can't get back into the college ranks. All right, Amal, we're two days away from Thanksgiving. The Buccaneers beat the Chiefs in the last Super Bowl, and here we sit. Bucks are the favorite to win the Super Bowl, and Chiefs are the second choice. Bucks 6-1, to one, Chiefs plus 750. Is this justified at this point in the year? It is for Kansas City. It isn't for Tampa Bay. I think the Buccaneers are a good team, but I'm going to tell you, I think the road's going to go through. Uh, I, by the way, my Rams are looking like. 9-1, to one, they're the fourth choice right now. The Bills still the third choice at 8-1. to one. Yeah, the Rams should not be at 9-1. to one. I, I think they're a little bit worse than that. Let's see if they can get things turned around. I, I'm going to tell you the team that I surprises me. They're, they're number six, the Packers here, 10-1. to one. I, I think they've got a great shot. I think the road to the NFC is going to go through Green Bay. Again. Would you rather have a ticket on the Cardinals or the Cowboys at 9-1 to one to win the Super Bowl? Oh, Cardinals. Because I think they're going to wind up with the, uh, potentially the best record of Packers number two, but I think the Cardinals get bounced in the playoffs. When we come back, we've got Maction tonight, as well as looking at Wilder Wright. We continue the college football slate. A lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, Amal. No more spit cups and no batteries to charge your leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint wintergreen, and citrus. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N dot com slash F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm with Amal Shaw. It's Tuesday night. That means we got some action. Amal, you've been doing pretty well betting these MAC games uh, since they've come to uh, to prime time midweek here, and we've got a pair of games tonight. Let's start off with Buffalo at Ball State. Home team lane six and a half with a total of 59 and a half a month. Yeah, I think this number is correct where it should be. No interest in this play here. Uh, game in Muncie. I expect Ball State to win this one. Do they cover or not? I don't know. Uh, but I think one thing that you can do with Buffalo is they're one-dimensional. If Ball State can stop the run in this game, they've got a great chance to be able to win this football game. We saw Northern Illinois get dragged to overtime against this Bulls team that continuously, as I said, can't throw the ball. We'll see what Myers can do in this matchup for the Bulls. Uh, DeKalb, Illinois will be the spot. Western Michigan takes on Northern Illinois. The road team, the Broncos laying four and a half with a total of 61. Yeah, I, I like NIU here. I, you know, to me, I, I still think that uh, Northern Illinois is not getting any credit. We saw it in Buffalo last week. Uh, Rocky Lombardi's done a terrific job. This team is going to represent the MAC in Detroit. Yep. In they're the already com- in the title. They're, game. they're already in the title game. And this is not like the NFL where you're going to rest guys. I mean, you still want to win football games. So against this Western Michigan team, I, I like uh, NIU here. Remember, though, the Broncos do a tremendous job of controlling the clock in college football. I think uh, NIU wins it at home in DeKalb. All right, well, let's continue on with Wilder Wright from yesterday. By the way, just a note, uh, with Scott Frost announcing that Adrian Martinez uh, will not be playing on Friday against Iowa, that number down to a pick from four. No surprise there. Uh, I mean, if you look at it, there's two factors with Adrian Martinez being in the game. One, his mobility and what he could do against this defense. Now even one and a half Iowa now, the move has continued. Yeah, I'm not really that surprised. By the way, you know, I was talking about this with somebody about these coaches and who were kind of stay with David Shaw and Kirk Ferentz are the two guys that come to mind with these pedestrian offenses. I mean, these guys are using like rotary dial in the era of cell phones. Well, I, you, I know you have not been the biggest champion of Kirk Ferentz, but 
for a program like the University of Iowa, do you think his tenure of 22 years has been a success? Depends on how you define success because, because I look. Here's the argument Lombardi had with you on Friday. You define success as you win a national championship. That's, what, so, that's the greatest thing about sports. Either so, you win or you're a loser. And so you're quick to criticize coaches that don't win the national championship. And no, because I out. think Rocky Long's a great coach who never got his due. Rocky because Long should be the def- if Rocky Long was the defensive coordinator at UCLA, they'd have won the Pac-12 this year. Absolutely right. right. <laughs> Absolutely right. No, my point is there are decisions that Kirk Ferentz makes, and if programs like Oklahoma who don't have the populace, programs like Nebraska who won three national titles in four years, from Bob Devaney on to Tom Osborne and the success that they had – these are not overly populated states. Iowa, and you know, you grew up in this era, when Hayden Fry was the coach, this was a team that was ranked number one. This is a team that had tremendous success. I'm going to tell you right now, if it's not raining in that game in 85 at the shoe, they probably win that game with Chuck Long and Ronnie Harmon. And does Ronnie Harmon f- humble five times in the Rose Bowl if they had a shot at a national title? Probably they probably not. had to pay them more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. All I'm saying is, I think that's a lame excuse. We've seen programs win in places. Look, I get Alabama's in the South. But it's still not Florida. It's still not Georgia. It's not LSU. It's not California in terms of a recruiting base. I think the fact that Kirk Ferentz doesn't have the personality. To me, you look at Bob Stoops. He goes and takes over a program that's under 500 and in two years wins a national title. And remember this for people that forgot what happened in Iowa. Bob Stoops was offered the Iowa, excuse me, was offered the Oklahoma job. He wanted the Iowa job. His father is buried with his Rose Bowl ring. He said, he said, I got to let Joe Castiglione know I gave him my word. Iowa took too long. They wound up with Kirk Ferentz. They could have wound up with one of their own and Bob Stoops, and they would have been competing with the Buckeyes still right now. Well, they would have been good for seven years, and then they would have had a plethora of other coaches that were could have been irrelevant. Maybe, but I still think, uh, I, I still think any program can be I, good I, if you bring I, in the right personality. I think that, I think that the university, its administration, and the fan base there is very happy with the job Kurt Ferentz has done. They compete every year in the Big Ten West. They're going to play in, in January 1st bowl games two out of three years. Uh, are they going to win a national title? No. But, but, but look, with Brad Banks, they got to an Orange Bowl. It's not that this program yeah. is not capable. It's all I'm saying. Okay. Let's move on. Raleigh, North Carolina is the site of the yes. rivalry game between the Tar Heels and the Wolf Pack. We asked Matt Berry yesterday, and thanks for getting him on the show. I thought he was terrific. Is this Mac Brown's last game? He said no. They're in full recruiting mode. Mac Brown will be back. With this program, obviously a disappointing season. They were ranked top 15 with Sam Howell being one of the Heisman favorites. It hasn't worked out for them. The better season has been had by Dave Doran's team. Uh, they are laying six to Carolina here with a total of 62. Is that wild or right, the six? I think it's a little bit wild. You think it's a little high? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I thought the line should be for a rivalry game. Remember, these two schools are not far apart. You have uh, <laughs> UNC in Chapel Hill and uh, NC State in Raleigh right there. Uh, right in Triangle Park. So I, I think this is going to be a competitive game. I think North Carolina is going to be able to move the ball. Can they get enough stops defensively? I don't think the NC State defense is going to shut down uh, North Carolina. Think back to the Wake Forest game. We saw Wake Forest move up and down the field against NC State. I think we see something similar to Sam Howell. His last game before the bowl game for North Carolina, I think he's going to have a monster day. All right, the Apple Cup. Um, the University of Washington is hosting this year. Against Washington State, I was a little bit surprised here that the Cougars are one-point favored on the road. Total of 43-and-a-half. Is Washington State being favored, wild or right? This is right, but I, I have some hesitation. I don't know why. Washington owns this series, and I'm just hesitant to take Washington State, even though they're the far better team. Yeah, I, I was really disappointed by the performance out of Washington at Colorado on Saturday. They, they just were not – I mean, they look like they didn't want to be in Boulder – now, can you get up for the Apple Cup? We'll see what happens. A home game here. 
Um, you know, I say that, but by, by the time the game rolls around, I'm probably on Wazoo. I'm, I'm probably going to take a wait and see. I'm interested more in the total here uh, of 43 and a half. I want to look at the weather here. You know, there have been many, many times this game has played in a blizzard yeah. with snow on the field. Okay, let's go to Fayetteville, Arkansas, where Sam Pittman's team is hosting Missouri. Missouri off a big overtime home win over Florida that sent Dan Mullen packing in Gainesville. The Hogs cover putting up impressive offensive numbers in Tuscaloosa. That coming off an, over, uh, off an overtime win in Death Valley in Baton Rouge. Hogs laying more than two touchdowns here. 14 and a half. Total is 62 and a half. Is 14 and a half wild or right? I'm going to say wild, but I want you to think where I think this line should be. Well, I think it should be 16. Oh, you and I are on the same page. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I actually was thinking 17 yeah. on this one. I think the Razorbacks offensively would be able to move the ball effectively. Remember, remember the game in Columbia where Tennessee gained like 98% of the possible yards they could have gained on their possessions. I'm going to tell you right now, it was it was about three plays and 75-yard yeah, drives. I mean, They're just going up and down the field. A&M's offense looked great against yeah. this Missouri team. Don't be fooled by what you saw against the Gators last week. I think Arkansas in a rivalry game here, you know, for people that don't know in this part of the country, Northwest Arkansas right there. Ozark. Ozark. Battle of the Ozarks. Ozarks. Exactly right. Um, I like the Razorbacks here. Woo Pig Suey at home blows them out. Fayetteville's a tough place to play. It, for, absolutely. It always has been since Southwest Conference days. Always is. Okay, a battle in Florida here. One of the two big rivalry battles. We talked about Florida, Florida State yesterday. South Florida, Central Florida. This game's at Central. 18 and a half and a total of 62. Not, it's not often this game is more than a touchdown. Yeah, it really isn't. Uh, they're going to go up by four here, make the drive to get spanked, and I think UCF wins this game. You know, Mike, I, I can't tell you if it's wild or right because I, I don't know in terms of UCF what they are or how good they are at this point in time. Um, South Florida isn't as bad as they were the first month of the year. I think it's... Did you see the game at Tulane? I don't know. They, they covered against Cincinnati, right? It's different. You get up for Cincinnati. Yeah. Might All get right. up for this game. Okay. Um, the Battle of the Rocky Mountains, Colorado, off the win over Washington, uh, goes to Salt Lake City to take on Utah, who was ultra-impressive on national TV on Saturday night, destroying Oregon. 24 and 52 and a half. It's 24 wilder this right This number here. is right. This is right where it should be. Colorado's a one-dimensional team offensively. I think the Utes, you'll look up at this game on Saturday, and you'll probably see something like 38 to 10, 42 to 10. Texas Tech goes to Waco to take on Baylor. Baylor. Uh, took care of business in Manhattan. Texas Tech shot out at home against Oklahoma State. Dave Aranda's team is laying 14 with a total of 52. Is 14 wild or right? Uh, I think this number is right. I, I, I think when you look at Baylor, I probably have a little bit lower, but based on the way they played against Oklahoma State, I don't think you can do that. And the offense looked anemic. Dave Aranda, who's one of the three finals for the LSU job, I think they go out in style here with a victory. Uh, uh, Texas Tech team total is 19. You like it over under? I like it under. I like under 19, <laughs> yeah, too. So that's, well, that's the implied number. I don't know what it is. Are, are we going to get uh, to talk about the Gator Seminoles more anymore this week? Total, we could, maybe later in the week. Uh, I want to hit this one quick, though, before we go to break. Georgia, number one team in the country. They go to Atlanta to take on a rambling wreck of a team in Georgia Tech. 35 of them all and 54 and a half. This number is a little bit wild. It should be 38. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be all red and black in that stadium at Bobby Dodd, and it is going to be a coronation of the regular season. Bulldogs win by 45. Are you, You're laying the price here. I'm going to. They're going to, they're going to absolutely squash this team. All right, up next, former Tulane and Clemson head coach Tommy Bowden joins the program. We're going to ask him about these head coaching vacancies and the playoff picture. That's next on Odds On.
This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Black Friday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season. Plus, $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer. Sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. Amal, I sold my soul to the company store. We're back here on Odds On. Amal Shaw with Mike Palm. It's our pleasure this time to bring in former Tulane and Clemson head coach Tommy Bowden. Good afternoon, coach. How are you doing? Doing fine. Good afternoon. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your entire family. I want to start off with this potential playoff matchup question. Cincinnati played Georgia in the Peach Bowl last year and led Georgia 21-10 to into the fourth quarter. Cincinnati was unable to get enough first downs to run out the clock, and Georgia rallied to win that game 24-21. Should Georgia and Cincinnati meet in a potential national semifinal this year, does that result from last year's Peach Bowl work in favor of Cincinnati and that they proved that they could play with the Georgia Bulldogs? I definitely think it works in, in favor of Cincinnati. Now, it's, it's a completely different environment, but still, uh, they'll have confidence that even if very few of those players played in that game, they will have confidence that they can play with Georgia, but the circumstances make it different. But no doubt it would be a plus uh, for the Cincinnati players mentally. Coach, we have rivalry week on deck. If a team is struggling, is their focus based on their record, or is it because it's a rivalry you'll get a renewed focus out of the players as you get into a matchup like these that we see this weekend? Oh, no. You throw the records out. I've, I've been involved with Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Florida State, uh, Florida State, Miami, when I was at uh, Clemson, Clemson, South Carolina. So uh, you can throw everything out. It's, it's uh, you know, they, these games, uh, really peculiar things happen. So uh, all, all that's thrown out, and, and, and literally, you, you, you hate to overuse the phrase, but it's a it's a toss up a lot of time, most of the time in these games. Coach, you mentioned Florida State, Florida. Let's talk about that game in Gainesville. Florida dismisses Dan Mullen, something that would have been shocking if we would have said that before the year started that they'd be firing Dan Mullen mid season. Mike Norvell, you talked about it last time you were on the program. He's got this Florida State team going in the right direction. You could argue that they're the most improved team in college football from week one to right now. Florida still a field goal favorite in this game in Gainesville. Do you like the Seminoles on the road in this spot? Yeah, I, I really do because of the things that you just mentioned. Uh, Florida State's going in one direction. Florida seems to be going in the other direction. But but also you th- you throw the loss of their head coach, total disarray. And, and by that, I mean the players – focus is not going to be on the game. All they're reading all week is about who's going to be their new head coach. Uh, so so I don't think their concentration will be as high as what Florida State's will. Florida State has to win the bowl, the game uh, to go to a bowl game. I think Florida does too. But again, I think too many distractions for Florida and then the direction that Florida State's going, I, I would reverse it and say Florida State by field goal as opposed to Florida. Completely agree with you. I think the Seminoles are playing great football and they go in that direction. Coach, I want to ask you a question. You've been in this situation. 
after you had a tremendous season, you have a perfect year at Tulane, you go 11-0, you end up going to Clemson. If you were to advise Luke Fickle or any of these coaches, Dave Aranda, what are some things you would tell them to look for at their new program in order to be successful? Just because a program says USC or Florida doesn't necessarily mean from the outside looking in, it's going to be as rosy as you perceive it to be. Is there something that you would say, hey, this is the one or two pieces of advice I would give you before you take that next job just based on income? Well, I think a lot of it is the backing of the administration. A lot of administrations, the presidents and the board of trustees, they want to be in the SEC on Saturday, but uh, Sunday through uh, Friday, they want to they want to be an academic institution, be in the Ivy League. And I think you ha- they have to have an understanding of the importance of football. And by that, I mean putting the money and the financial resources into the program, which gives you a chance. Retaining staff, the ability to go recruit, and facilities. Will the administration... Uh, uh, handle all of those things with the utmost importance. So, uh, and Luke Fickle's going to be in a great position to pick a school that has that. There are those that have that, has that, and there are those that uh, kind of play like they do. Coach, you mentioned facilities. For people that are unfamiliar with it, expand upon that a little bit because you hear this thrown around all the time. I know Florida's building a new football facility. We've seen the upgrades that Oregon has had. Alabama and Ohio State have some amazing places. But talk a little bit more about when you say facilities and how that helps it from a recruiting standpoint. Well, they got they got to remember players, you know, they spend, you know, 365 days just about at the football facility, either in the weight room, either getting treatment, either practice, or, or, or nowadays they have, like Clemson, they've got a haircut place, they've got a theater, they got a place for, for uh, 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 to take a nap and, and rest. So facilities are where a player spends most of his time other than where he sleeps at his, at his dorm or his apartment. So uh, those have gained a, a completely different importance than they did a long time ago. When I went to Clemson, the very first thing I pressed the administration on was new facilities because of who I had to recruit against, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Florida State. They all had them. So uh, maybe one of the most important things uh, might be the most important thing in attracting a student athlete. We're talking to Coach Tommy Bowden. Had an undefeated season at Tulane in 98. Went on to close to the Clemson Tigers. Uh, Coach Bowden, I want to go back to, to Luke Fickle, which, uh, which you brought up. At Tulane, that team in, in 98 went 12-0. and 0. You finished with a top-10 ranking but did not get invited to the BCS. If Luke Fickle is still on the fence about whether he wants to stay at Cincinnati and they go undefeated and get left out of the playoff, will this be an impetus for him to seek another job? Well, I, I think, uh, and we might have talked about this a little last time, Scott Frost would be a perfect example. Central Florida does the same thing, got left out. He went to Nebraska. And, and, and as you mentioned, you hadn't heard Scott Frost complain much about the strength of schedule out in Nebraska as opposed to what he had in Florida. I think Luke Fickle would be the same way. The record he has now at a Power 5 school, he's practically in the playoffs. So uh, I think that'll be a huge consideration. If Now, some people, that, that's a comfort zone. That might, he might be happy with 3 or $4 million, but uh, he might be more happy with seven or eight and going to a Power 5 school where he doesn't have to address this issue year. It will always be an issue at Cincinnati because of strength of schedule. Coach, I know you did most of your coaching on the offensive side of the ball, but I wanted to ask you, you look at Georgia's defense and you faced off against that great Alabama defense with Gene Stallings, the team that won the national championship and beat the Hurricanes. 
If I were to give you the option today of having that elite defense that Georgia has or an offense like Ohio State and Alabama, and based on the way the game is played with tempo and quick plays, which one would you prefer to be more successful against the other unit in today's game? I'm going to go with Nick Saban. He learned that lesson <laughs> offensively, and uh, he's always been a defensive guy. And I, and I was always brought up under defense wins championships, you know, but uh, offense now has proven uh, in the last. The uh, Clemson team, I think, with Deshaun Watson, beat that great Alabama team with the best defense posted in the last 25 years. So I think right now the game and the total outcome, national championship number one criteria, would be a quarterback and an offense that can score points. That being said, Coach, I want to take a look at this matchup in the Big Ten, the big game this weekend, a mall school, Ohio State, taking on Michigan. The winner will win the Big Ten East and go to the Big Ten championship game, have a very good shot to make the playoffs as a one-loss Big Ten champion. This number opened seven, up to eight. We anticipate it's probably going to get even higher than that. Are you in favor of laying the points on the roads with this Buckeye team at the big house? Now, you know, I haven't done too much of this gambling. What do you mean by laying? What did you say, <laughs> laying the road? You're going to have to explain that. Just, Ohio State is favored. What is, what is, Ohio State is favored to win by eight. You think right the Buckeyes now. are going to you, win by nine points or more? Yeah, correct. Do you think the Buckeyes can win by nine or more? Yeah, yes, I do because of the things we just talked about. And not only they got the quarterback, their skill is tremendous. They're, they're three wide outs. I think they've got three, I think, thousand yard receivers are close to it. So I, I would pick them with points even on the road by, by winning more than nine or winning at least by ten. Coach, we're going to get the showdown. We all won in the SEC in Atlanta a week from Saturday. Alabama taking on Georgia. Georgia's got the pedigree, but Alabama, excuse me, Alabama's got the pedigree, but Georgia's had the success this year. Do you still give this Alabama team the favorite status going into this matchup, or do you think Georgia's defense will be a little bit too much for Bryce Young and the Alabama team, whose defense has some holes this year besides – aside from the fact that Will Anderson might be the best player in college football? I'm, I'm going to give Alabama a slight edge simply because of the things we just discussed. Bryce Young is not only very, very accurate, uh, but it, it, he's very mobile. And uh, when you get pressure, which Georgia's going to get, and they're going to be able to get four-man pressure and defend with seven, which is that's the number one thing you'd like on defense. But again, his ability to, to move the pocket with his feet and extend plays, put a little additional pressure on linebackers and, and secondary very, very disciplined in the drops. I think that's going to be a small, small margin in victory for Alabama, but it would be the mobility of Bryce Young against a, a very, very good defense at Georgia. Coach Tommy Bowden, terrific as always. We thank you for the time, sir. Yeah, I'm good. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy thank Thanksgiving. You too. Great insights, great take, and I love what he said about the offenses today. He's an offensive coach, Amal. What did you think he was going to say? Oh, I think we should focus on the defense. A good defense will always stop a good offense. If I may. Yeah, you may. The, the difference Next is. Next segment. When we come back, I'm all in in the Plum Reader playbook. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of it like that, see that? ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam casella to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbooks takes same football game parlays to a whole other level. Now you can combine same game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to make your perfect combo. In addition to that, Bet Rivers has added more and more same game parlay props for college football matchups just in time for the biggest games of the season. Download the River Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, call 1 800 Gambler, Indiana 1 800 9 with it, Colorado 1 800 522 Michigan 1 800 270 Virginia 1 532 and Iowa call 1 800 Bets Off. Playable in New Jersey as Play Sugar House and Void Where Prohibited. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. I'll let you finish your point that you wanted to make right before the break. I was saying, if you look at Nick Saban, who's the greatest coach in the history of college football, he was a defensive-minded coach who changed what he was doing to go offensive. Look at this team. When would you have seen Alabama score below 40 points? I mean, more than 40 points a game. Now, if they don't score 40, it's a problem. And this team has really changed. And I thought that's what's allowed him to have that three out of four the first time around and then come back and have three national titles in five years because he adapted to what the current culture of college football well, was. Well, before he adapted, he had a series of game managers as quarterbacks. Correct. Really. You know, yeah. that's what they were, not to lose the game because yeah. his defense would carry him. But the game changes. The evolution of the game. But a lot of that's what my criticism of Kirk Ferentz and David Shaw has been. They haven't evolved with the football game. You know, you go from A.J. McCarron and uh, Greg McElroy to Bryce Young, Tua, um, Mac Jones, all guys who are going to be first-round picks, or two of them already have been. 
Yeah, all right. I have a couple plays today. Let's start with the uh, two-unit play is going to be in the Maui Invitational, which is actually happening at Mandalay Bay right here in Las Vegas. This is a loser's bracket game. You would think this was the National Catholic Basketball Tournament we used to hold in Dubuque, <laughs> Iowa. Notre Dame got beat by St. Mary 62-59 last night. Oregon handled Chaminade. Now, Notre Dame takes on Chaminade tonight, and they're laying 20 and a half in this battle of Catholic schools. Mike Bray in the University of Notre Dame is not going to run up the score on Chaminade, which is the famously Catholic university that hosts this tournament when it's out, in, when it's out on the island in Maui. Uh, Notre Dame will get a comfortable lead here. I don't know if Notre Dame can get a 20.5-point lead either on this team, but I love them getting this many points. I thought this number would be closer to 16.5 or 17. Thoughts on the Chaminade game? Yeah, I agree with you on the points, mm-hmm. not because it's Catholic versus Catholic. I think because, because of the too quality many point, of point. Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the argument. I always hear from people, oh, Duke's going to rest their start. I go, have you actually looked at it? Mike Krzyzewski doesn't put in Scrub City until there's two minutes to go. Okay, he is trying to absolutely mercilessly beat the opponent. Trying to get to 120 in all these games. <laughs> exactly. And then my one-unit play is going to be in Champions League here. I'm going to take Chelsea. They're hosting Juventus. This, this Chelsea, I believe, is the best team in the world. Uh, the teams that face them in England still can't get used to this style of tackle, this defensive style. Uh, I think that Chelsea is laying minus one, plus 105 if you want to lay a goal here um, in regulation. I'll take them to win here at minus 180. And not a bad play here. Revenge spot here. Remember, Juve yep. got them the first time around in September. Bounce back now here for Chelsea at home at Sanford Bridge. Two and two for you last night. Um, SMU. SMU choked off a big 17-point lead. Oh, and they end up losing by, I think, eight six, points. Six eight, or eight. Yeah. yeah, something like that. I mean, just Tim Jankovic. Hey, you know those timeouts? Again, he is on the Mike McCarthy plan. Remember, they're both in the Dallas area, so probably not allowed to use the timeout also in his contract as well. Uh, let's go with the UCLA Bruins in a rematch of the national semi from last year. Bruins catching seven in this one. One versus two matchup here at T-Mobile tonight. 10 o'clock Eastern, 7.30 Pacific time. I think UCLA, this is a few too many points, not getting enough respect. I think this Bruins team is going to be there all year. And a team that you and I both like in the Pac-12, just to kind of throw in, yeah. the Arizona Wildcats are going to be a team to pay attention to. I think it'll be a terrific Pac-12 race. I, I think so, too. Speaking of the Pac-12, got another matchup here today. Oregon, the Ducks, uh, to me, in this matchup, laying two in this game in the Maui Inv- Invitational, by the way, being played in Las Vegas. So another interesting fact there, but... I think when you look at UC, excuse me, Oregon against St. Mary's, I think this bodes well for them. They're more athletic. I think their guard play is better. I like them against Randy Bennett's team. Mike, I thought this line should have been four. I like the Ducks in this game. Okay, let's uh, jump and, around here. A couple other sports before we get back to college basketball. Uh, you don't mind if I give my last play, do you? What? I thought that's, oh, oh you have the football game. Yes, I'm so uh, sorry. No, that's all right. I'm so sorry, Amal. No, no, you're good. Northern Illinois, money line, plus yeah. 155 here in this one. Uh, you could take the three and a half, or if it gets to four, probably a play on the points. But I like Northern Illinois to win this game. Not four and a half here. So I'd uh, shop around. You can get better than 155. Too, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that was an earlier mm-hmm. number. Now at 160. Yep. Okay, I want to talk about Lakers-Knicks here uh, tonight in the NBA, as we as we tend to do on a Tuesday. Uh, look at some of the other sports. LeBron, not in this game, suspended for the punch that he threw against the Pistons. Knicks, seven at home with no LeBron on the Lakers and a total of 214 of all. Yeah, this is a couple of game-time decisions here. Obviously, the big one going to be Derrick Rose for the, excuse me, for the Knicks and Anthony Davis. Uh, he's de- dealing with an illness. Also going to be a game-time decision for the Lakers. Um to me, I can't bet this game either way. You have to see the status on Anthony Davis. That's going to have an impact on how you see this line move. If AD's in the lineup, I expect it to come down. If AD's out of the lineup, I expect it to go up very quickly in favor of the Knicks. One other NBA game, Mavericks at Clippers tonight. Clippers lane five, a total of 210. Yeah, this is interesting. The NBA is playing these back-to-backs. Two, two, yeah. 
I love it from a travel standpoint. Yeah. Teams don't have to travel the clip. Uh, the Mavericks should stay in LA for several days. Remember, these two teams had played a couple of nights ago on Sunday, in which the Clippers win that game, ninety-seven, ninety-one. Now again, an opportunity for the Mavs here in a revenge game. Um, not going to play this game. I, I just have a hard time backing this Mavs team. Luka Doncic also going to be a game time decision with the ankle, so something to pay attention to if you are looking at betting this matchup. From a travel perspective, you like it, but how about from a pan, fan perspective? Are you d- tempted that they're going to buy tickets again to see the same matchup two think, days I, later? I think that's an excellent point, but I think a lot of the NBA is season ticket holders, yeah. so from the, they don't maybe care as much. But, you know, I think you bring up a really good point because the one thing that I, I, got, I overlooked is that if you have a player who's injured, like LeBron suspended tonight, but let's say it was an injury, an ankle injury, he's out for a week. And now you all of a sudden don't get to see him in this particular game, and then you could potentially miss him in a second consecutive game. That's a real negative impact from a fan's perspective. And we saw Luka Doncic, he did not play in the first game, so does he not play tonight until you miss him twice in L.A.? All right, back to college football here. You brought up uh, the game in Gainesville between Florida State and Florida. You had further thoughts on that. Yeah, I love the Seminoles in this spot against Florida. I I think Coach Bowden alluded to it. Florida right now in a bit of disarray. And, Mike, I'm going to tell you right now, I know the players want to beat their rivals. But do you want to beat them bad enough to go through 15 more practices in a bowl game? And I, I tell you right now, you can't turn down a bowl game if you're Florida simply because the players want the swag. You want that trip now. Granted, they're probably going to be somewhere in the state of Florida or close to it. I, I just think Florida State, with the way they're playing, Jordan Travis, this is going to be a top 25 team next year in the Seminoles. I'm not suggesting or implying they're going to win the ACC, but I think we're going to see Florida State take leaps and bounds forward in terms of their competitiveness in the league next year. Okay, rivalry game in the state of Illinois. Northwestern, uh, who played the game at Wrigley Field, by the way. Great field, by the way, at Wrigley. It was a great field. The only thing there is, you know, you have to run one end zone right up into the wall. Yeah, I don't I like saw that. they had a tremendous amount of padding, right, and uh, on the outfield wall there at Wrigley. Uh, remember when they played this game a couple years ago and they would only go in one direction because of that? <laughs> every, every team that got on offense had to go in one direction. Uh, Northwestern at Illinois, Illinois lane six and a half here with a total of 43 and a half. I assume Bielema will be back Is six and a half. The right number. Uh, I think it's a little bit wild. I, I think I, what's wild is the total. It's another game I would lean under with two teams that want to run the ball. You're a brave man taking these games under 40 something in college football. Northwestern never. Have you seen him snap the ball before like 15 on the play clock either? No, I haven't. But, you know, look, last week they wind up giving up 32 points against Purdue. They scored 14 points themselves. You probably wouldn't think they're going to score 14 the way the offense would be going. I think this number's a little bit high. Rivalry game here. Mm. I think Northwestern at this number would be a play on the Wildcats. All right, Penn State, the Nittany Lions go to East Lansing to take on Michigan State here. Two teams uh, in the Big Ten East that are not going to be involved in the championship game. Michigan State lane one at home with a total of 51.5. This number moved now. Penn State has taken the money, and they are favored on the road. Who should be favored in this game, Amal? I think the number's right. I yeah. think it should be a pick em. Yeah. Uh, you know, one negligible. Obviously, got to win the football game. So I think this number is correct. I like Penn State here. I think their defense is good enough. I think Clifford is back in the mix, and they win this game. I like Penn State. I, I don't know how Michigan State comes off a, a top a top six ranking, getting beat handily at Purdue, and then just getting embarrassed in Columbus last week. By the way, where are we on this Mel Tucker contract? More money. Pay him more money. We're, they're already selling off uh, buildings in the university to get ready for the buyout. I just, <laughs> you, you, time, that, your take may age well here. So far it has. Kentucky at Louisville. Louisville lane three with a total of 57. Wilder right. Uh, I think this number is correct. Uh, I love the way Malik Cunningham is playing and what he's been able to do lately. 
I like the Cardinals here. I think offensively, they're really for, uh, flourishing. They have confidence. And by the way, he became the second quarterback. Now, I don't know if it should count because it was against Duke's defense. Did you watch any of that game? No, I just watched the score. Oh, I didn't my. understand why he kicked a field goal before half, Cutcliffe. I didn't either. They couldn't stop the, the other team, and he kicked a field goal to have nine to be down, whatever it was, yeah, 18 or whatever. Yeah, 28 to nine instead yeah, of yeah. Uh, something like that. It was ridiculous. But uh, I, I like the way Malik Cunningham is playing. Became the second quarterback at the uh, FBS level to throw for 300 in a game and run for 200. I think a lot of it was a product of the uh, Duke defense, and I think they'll succeed against this Kentucky defense. I don't think Mark Stoops is going to be able to slow them down enough. 134 entries left in Survivor. Who would you take if if you had what you had left, your entry, which had a lot of the top teams yeah. left? Who would you take Thursday, Sunday, this combination? Uh, Dallas on Thursday, I have no idea who would have taken Sunday. Really I tough. thought it was very tough. It's complete toss-up. Did toss you have up. New England left? I did not. They're the biggest favorite on the board on Sunday at six and a half. They'll probably win that game tough, against Tennessee. week. Stay tuned to Visa. And up next, it's betting across America. See I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.